parlays, player props, and predictions for week nine in the NFL. We are back. My name is Austin from Calling Our Shot. Today, I'm going to talk about my five favorite player props, a surprise picks parlay, a money line parlay, and then a first touchdown score for Sunday night football. Last week, our props struggled. I won't hide from it, but this week, I'm feeling some good momentum. We're going to crush the sports books this weekend. If you are new to the Calling Our Shot channel, we not only do these videos, we do our daily NBA best bets video every single morning. Let's go hit that subscribe button. Make sure you don't miss out on that. Thank you guys for 52,000 subscribers. You guys continue to crush the support. Drop a like too. And if you're looking for our Saturday NBA best bets video, I do want to put a note out there. We'll be live a little bit later than normal, probably around 12, 1 p.m. We don't have any lines for the NBA, so stay tuned for that. If you're watching on Sunday, the video probably is already live. Now, as for our favorite spread picks for Sunday, or for NFL, that video is already live. Go check that out. We have our favorite spread, game over under, and team total pick. Go check out that video. It is already live on the channel. The thumbnail looks exactly like this one. It'll be linked at the end of this video as well. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, this video is brought to you by Prize Picks. If you sign up for Prize Picks using our code COS or the link down below in the description, you get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. I'll let you know my Prize Picks parlay in a little bit. Let's start to hop into my first player prop for the weekend. Going to our running back, we had a couple of those this weekend. We're going Raheem Moster of the Dolphins, taking us over 65 and a half rushing yards, minus 110 on DraftKings. Now, Moster, and when he entered the season, you weren't really sure of his role in this Dolphins backfield, but he's cleared the number one running back on this team. And Chase Edmond, his backup, was just traded last week to the Broncos. And in came in Jeff Wilson Jr. from the 49ers. But look, he's just, and he knows the system, but this is going to be the Raheem Mostert show for a large majority of the time. And since week four, we've seen Mostert play over 60% of the snaps, and he's turned in pretty good games. I mean, he's had 69, 113, 49, 79, and 64 rushing yards in those games, hitting the over in three of the past five when he's been kind of just that number one guy for the Dolphins and that included three games in which the Dolphins lost by eight or more points and if they're down they're obviously not running it as much and then you include that one game last week against Detroit when he finished two yards short of what we needed to cash this over and look I don't necessarily know if to beat up on the Bears I actually think the Bears might have a chance in this game but I don't think the Bears are going to blow them out I think this is a close game which means that Raheem Mostert should still see carries from the first quarter all the way to the fourth quarter. And the Bears rushing defense has struggled this year. They just traded away Roquan Smith. This is a team allowing five yards per carry. He was he was their leading tackler. And now this, they're giving up the sixth highest. That's the five yards per carry is the sixth highest in the NFL. They also give up a ton of touchdowns to running backs. 14 rushing touchdowns allowed. So if you want to sprinkle on a little Raheem Moster, anytime touchdown, he's plus 100. He would be my favorite pick this weekend. And the Bears, look, they're not that great. And I think they're going to let this, uh, I think they're rather the Dolphins offense run the ball than throw the ball. I think they're going to beg them to run the ball. And I think they will today. Because look, five of the last eight running backs with 10 or more carries versus Chicago have hit this over. And that included Tony Pollard with a big game last week, 131 rushing yards on 14 rushing attempts. If you look at Raheem Mostert's carry or rushing attempts line, it's in around 15 and a half. So very similar to what Pollard's was. You should see another big care, a big workload in Look, two of the three running backs that failed to hit this over despite having 10 or more carries, two of them had 60 and 61 rushing yards. So very, very close to hitting this over. I think we'll see most get over this, hopefully get above 70 or more rushing yards. Like I said, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waller on the other side. The Bears secondary likely is just going to back up, respect the speed, and just say, you know what, Raheem Mostert in the running game, you guys can go do your own thing. And Raheem Mostert capable of hitting this over in just one carry, one of the faster guys in the NFL. I think he gets it done. We'll take Raheem Mostert. We'll take his over 65 and a half rushing yards. I think he has a pretty good week. We also have a game pick in this one. That's in our week nine NFL best bets video. Go check out that after this one. Now, let's move on to another running back that's going to be thrust in the big workload, Deion Jackson of the Colts, taking his over 21 and a half receiving yards, minus 114 on FanDuel. Now, I did consider Jackson's rushing plus receiving yards, but 
I ultimately like his receiving yards prop a little bit more. I don't really want to count on him to rush a lot today and or on Sunday. Now, Deion Jackson, he's going to play a large amount of snaps again because Jonathan Taylor, the Colts star running back, is out. Naheem Hines, the backup running back, well, he's a Buffalo Bill now. And ultimately, the only guy really on this depth chart is Deion Jackson and Zach Boss. And Jackson's seen 50 or more percent of snaps in two games this year. I anticipate he sees well more than that. But in those two games, he had 50, 79 and 29 receiving yards crushing this over. This week, they take on New England. That's a decent rush defense. Not the best in the NFL and certainly not as good as it used to be. But still, they're still going to have to throw the ball with Sam Ellinger. And I don't anticipate they want to let Ellinger, the new QB, new rookie QB, you know, making a second career start. Like, this is a guy that doesn't have a lot of snaps under his belt. You don't need him throwing down the field. And I think they're going to see a lot of dump offs. Now, last week, Ellinger only threw the ball 23 times. Three of them did go to the running back position. And we saw Naheem Hines hit this over with 29 receiving yards last week. That was against a very weak commander secondary. This secondary they'll see on Sunday, the Patriots, very good. They're going to have a tough time throwing it to guys like Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman Jr. And ultimately, I think the flats and to the tight ends is what's going to be available for the Colts offense. And I think we're going to see Deion Jackson see, I don't know, three or four, maybe five receptions. They like to use him. He's a pretty good dynamic pass catcher. I think he can easily get us 22 yards to cash this over. So Deion Jackson, we're counting on you, taking your over 21 and a half receiving yards. Now let's keep it moving. The guy with a great first name. Austin Eckler, over 51 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. Now, this seems high for a running back, especially until you realize Eckler, well, he's like all the Chargers have left. And the Chargers will be without Mike Williams, without Keenan Allen on Sunday, without, I think, Donald Parham's out too. There were that a lot of guys. A couple other guys still banged up in this passing game. It's basically going to revolve around Eckler, basically the whole offense as a whole. And you look at the other running backs behind Eckler, Josh Kelly's out. And you look at Sony Michelle and Isaiah Spiller, both are capable rushers, not really known for their pass catching abilities, whereas Eckler, obviously one of the best pass catching backs in the NFL. And look, over the last two games in which Eckler has been uh, still healthy, and Mike Williams has in fact still been there, he still had 10 receptions for 47 yards and 12 receptions for 96 yards. I very well could see Eckler getting over 100 receiving yards in this one, especially against Atlanta, who's allowing 306.9 passing yards per game, the most in the NFL. We just saw what PJ Walker did to this Atlanta Falcons secondary. And no offense to PJ Walker, but look, that Panthers offense was not really humming along until they went out and dropped 30 plus points against the Falcons defense. And while I'm not guaranteeing, you know, Justin Herbert goes over his passing yards line, that is set at like 285 and a half. And I think if he's going to hit even close to that, I think they're going to need Eckler to have a lot of yards in, in the air. And I think they're going to use Eckler more in the air than they will so on the ground. And ultimately, look, only one running back has over four receptions versus the Falcons this year. They haven't faced a lot of pass-catching running backs. That was Leonard Fournette, and he had 83 receiving yards. Like, I think this line is high for a reason. He hasn't hit it in a ton of games this year, but they're going to need him, and I think they're going to throw it to him a good amount. Eckler, one of the best. Like I said, he's a great pass catcher. Has great first name. We're riding with him. Over 51 and a half receiving yards. And for my five, my, let's keep moving. We got another player prop. We got five, like I said. We're going to a tight end this time. Robert Tunyon. Of the Packers taking his over 30 and a half receiving yards minus 114 on FanDuel. Now, the starting tight end for the Packers carving out a pretty big role for himself in this offense, and really they need him because they didn't lack playmakers. And the fact can help them when Alan Lazard, their number one wide receiver, is a game time decision. Now, would it be great if, if Alan Lazard doesn't play? Yes, but even if he does play, there's always risk of one, him being limited, and two, just potentially re injuring himself. And I love this matchup against the Lions. And they got Christian Watson potentially back. He's questionable, but he's been so inconsistent this year that I don't think they're going to rely on him to do anything. And then Randall Cobb still out. 
Hence why you see Tanyan play more and more snaps. And last week, you saw the most snaps he's seen so far this season, 74% of snaps. And that was a game in Buffalo against a very good Buffalo Bills defense where we saw the Packers, despite being down points, they still continue to run the ball. I don't know if they continue to do that today against the Lions. And look, it's pretty clear Tanyan is one of Rodgers' most reliable weapons, or really one of his only weapons, as you've seen the last three weeks. He's at 90, 32, and 35 receiving yards, hitting this over in three straight weeks. And on Sunday, the Packers will face the Lions, a team that doesn't play any defense. Defense, never heard of it. Look, the Lions defense is a lot of tight end to hit this over in all seven games. And while the, the Packers will run a couple tight ends, if there's going to be a tight end to hit this over for the Packers, it's likely going to be Tanya. We've seen guys like Hunter Henry, Logan Thomas. That, uh, Dallas Goddard. Look, all these tight ends are pretty decent, but a lot of them don't have the target share that a guy like Atanian will have on this team. And ultimately, I know it's sketchy asking a tight end to get yards. Tight end is a sketchy position if you're playing fantasy football, but Atanian asking him for set 31 yards way too low of a line. I love Tanya today. I think he has a pretty good game on Sunday. 31 receiving yards. He can do that on three or four receptions, even on one reception. So he has that capability. Take Robert Tanya over 31, or I think we got 30 and a half receiving yards. Now let's move to my final player prop. We're getting to a prize big parlay, money line parlay, first touchdown score. Going to a wide receiver, Christian Kirk, over 52 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. Now, there's a huge discrepancy here as we see the line on DraftKings at 52 and a half, the line on Vandal at 56 and a half. But ultimately, I'm confident that the Jaguars' number one wide receiver gets back on track to what we see, saw out of him the first couple weeks of the season. And he as he's a pretty good matchup against the Raiders. Now, Raiders allowing the eighth most passing yards in the NFL per game at 258.1. And last week we saw Kirk return to that, you know, high, high targets, high receptions, except it was against a really bad, a really good secondary. It was a terrible matchup for him. He only had three receptions on seven targets for 40 receiving yards, but you gotta love the seven targets, and that was against the Broncos. Very good secondary today against Las Vegas on Sunday. I like this matchup a little bit more, and so do the Bucks. You're setting his reception line at four and a half, which he hasn't even hit in four of the last five games. If you can even get close to four receptions, maybe five or more, I think Kirk's gonna cruise past this line. In seven games so far this year, Raiders have allowed 10 wide receivers to have 50 or more receiving yards versus them. Several of them have finished in like the 52 right under this line. But look, we're just asking for 53 to cash out on this play. If you wanted the ladder, this is probably the ladder for me. I really like Kirk. I think he has a very good matchup. He could get 70, 80, maybe even 100 receiving yards on Sunday. He's got a great matchup. The Jaguars team's going to have to throw the ball. They can't keep running the ball into the ground with Travis Etienne. I know the Raiders offense who had a bad week last week when we took the Raiders team total under. They scored zero points. I think they bounce back, score more points against the Jags. We see the Jaguars having to throw the ball. I think they're going to throw. I mean, they only threw it for like 100 something yards last week. And still, Kirk got like 37 of them. I think Kirk has a Pretty good game. Take us over. So 52 and a half receiving yards as my fifth and final player prop of the week. But as always, we're moving in to a prize picks parlay. We appreciate you guys for tuning into these videos every single time. And look, the prize picks parlay, if you sign up for prize picks using our code COS, you get up to 100% deposit match. Take advantage of that. There's also a link down below. As for my, my pick, I'm going to be taking just my three running backs that I already talked about. We already talked about Austin Eckler, Deion Jackson, Raheem Mostert. Just get the job done, boys. And we cash out this parlay for all the people. If you want to tell me, sign up for uh, prize picks using our code COS. Get that 100% deposit match as well. Moneyline parlay time. These have a nice goal. So do whatever you want with this. I'm just going for a lot of value on this board. Only two legs. Colts money line. Commanders money line. Plus 650 on FanDuel. Look, I know. If you don't like it, don't, don't place the bet. I'm just putting a little bit of a sprinkle on this one. And this probably doesn't hit. But these two teams did play last week. And I think both teams have a good chance of pulling off an upset. Now, the Colts only play well when they are underdogs. They were favorites last week versus the Commanders. No. You can keep it. We don't win as underdogs, or we don't win as favorites. Only win as underdogs. And they could beat the Patriots. They have the defense to do it. And if Sam Ellinger cannot make any mistakes, which is a big F, they have a chance. 
Like, I'm just asking for a chance, and I think the Colts have a chance. They're five and a half point underdogs. I know they're on the road in Gillette, but I just think they have a chance. The Colts' defense is very good. They could force Mac Jones into a couple turnovers, could lead into some short fields for the Colts' offense. And the Colts' defense is very good. They gave up a touchdown at the end of the last game, but I just think they're capable of getting this done. I think they have a chance. If I were to pick it up, so I do like them. And then the Commanders are a sharp play here. We've seen everyone on the Vikings, and yet the line went from plus three and a half to plus three. I consider the Commanders a lean in my video, so why not at least have something if the pick is right? I mean, the Commanders have the talent to do it, and everyone's going to be riding with Kirk Cousins returning to Washington, D.C., where he started his NFL career. Vikings are 6-1. and one. They haven't seen a bad, you know, Kirk Cousins game in a hot minute. Maybe this is one. I'm not necessarily guaranteeing it, but look, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. The Commanders with Taylor Heineke at the helm, they can make plays. They can get the ball down the field. They can score some points, and if Kirk Cousins has a couple, you know, bad throws, we could see the Vikings go down and take their second loss of the year. Wouldn't surprise me at all, especially as they have the Bills on their schedule up next week. They could be looking ahead of the Commanders, and maybe you see the Commanders come out here and sneak out a win in this one. One surprise, they're only plus three. They're at home. You never really know. I think the Commanders are a sneaky play here. We'll take both those two teams, Colts and Commanders, on the money line. Plus 650. Sure, I'll throw a sprinkle on it. Don't play it if you don't like it. Now let's move on. Finally, wrap up the video. First touchdown score. Sunday Night Football. Titans versus Chiefs. Going with no other than the man, the king himself, Derrick Henry, first touchdown, plus 750 on DraftKings. You will never get plus 750 for Derrick Henry ever again. You just won't. The only reason he's plus 750 is because, well, they don't expect the, the Titans to be the first team to score a touchdown here. And if they are, no better team than, uh, than Mr. Derrick Henry to probably be the guy that's scoring the touchdown. And look, he can take one to the house from 75 yards out. He can take one really from anywhere on the field. And if they get into the, you know, the red zone, it's going to be the Derrick Henry show. So maybe the Titans sneak out here, get this first touchdown. If you didn't want him, I'd probably bet Travis Kelsey. But I like Derrick Henry, the plus 750. Look, I'll sprinkle on it. There's not, You can't find better value than asking King Henry again. that scores a ton of touchdowns every week. Also in a groove. Give me the king, plus 750, first touchdown score, Titans versus Chiefs. That'll wrap up this video. We appreciate you for tuning in. My NFL week nine, best spread over under. Team total pick is on the screen. Go check that out. Go click it. Show some love to that video. Appreciate you guys as always. Remember, sign up for uh, prize picks using our code COS. I'm Austin. I'll be back again, and we'll see you guys in the next video. Peace out.